0: Sean Reimer, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071.
1: Six minutes after 9, it's no longer Monday. I'm Sean. How are, how the hell are you? The, the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Lots to unpack. Over the next couple of hours, let's start with Donald Trump. And uh, <laughs> let's go Trumpy on you, uh, you know. This business uh, of this case in New York, where, just to reframe very quick, well, cut to the chase real quick. He's got to pay all $400 million before he can freaking appeal. Before he can present an appeal to the uh, the decision, the ruling of the judge, who, you know what, I'm not going to say his name on the air anymore. I'm going to treat that guy like a serial killer, like a a mass shooter, and just not going to put his name out there. This grinning jackass judge uh, who, in his ruling, stipulated that Donald Trump has to pay all, you know, damn near half a billion dollars to even proceed with the appeal. Uh, You know the case? You love the case? Oh, boy, is it fun. This is such fun. Donald Trump has been a real estate guy for a long time, man. His entire freaking adult life. And as a real estate guy, he applies for loans from banks. I'm not a financial genius, but I can figure out the simplicity uh, of the process that we're describing here. I've applied for a few loans myself (laughs) over the years. Okay. Uh, You have to put up, uh, I I don't know if collateral is the right word, but you got to pony up something uh, for the loan in case you default and, you know, well, how do we get our money back? Donald Trump presents, as anybody would, any real estate person or anybody just, you know, <laughs> applying for a loan, as Trey pointed out earlier. Uh, he's going to set his own properties as, at a certain value. So if, the, you know, things go south and he doesn't make his payments or whatever, they default on the loan, they've got something to recoup their, their, their money that they loaned out. It's pretty simple stuff. Banks, uh, you know, have to review this stuff and do their own appraisal on whatever properties are being offered up. Uh, there's a disclaimer, apparently, in the applications themselves uh, where Donald Trump is saying, hey, well, you can double-check my figures, basically. Um, I, and I, Trey, we were talking about this on Aware and Ryman, Trey pointed this out, that the bank that in question with this, you know, this particular application or however many they're they're looking at, has stated, well, he's a great client. We Mar-a-Lago itself would pay off this note. We may, I think what did Trey say a hundred million bucks the bank made off of Donald Trump? And 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 now Donald Trump, uh, even though there's no damages, nobody was hurt, the bank made a crap load of money. This is standard practice in real estate business uh the the statute they they base their entire case on is some little known never before used statute on the books in new york this is the fir- this is important this is the first and only case of this nature in the history of the city of new york or any place else it's never happened and Hogle was out there yesterday. You know, she's already terrified that they screwed up. Screwed up you know, New York and and, and people are going to start ditching and pulling up stakes and cutting bait. Oh, we're only going to do this to this guy. Don't you? Don't have to worry about it. We, we're not going to do this to you by virtue of the fact that you have to say that, sweetheart. Tells me there's something shady going on. Of course, everything about this case tells me there's something shady going on because, well, there's something shady going on. This is election interference at the highest level. So in order to present an appeal, he has to actually serve the the sentence, if you will. He's penalized with the ruling for $400 million. He wants to appeal that decision. Now, again, I'm not Matlock here, but if you're appealing a judge's ruling, it's not, you know, this has never happened before. He, He has to pay the entire amount before he can begin the appellate process. That that's what's going on. Four hundred million dollars. We figure he's spending upwards of a million bucks a week just to fight all these cases. Four, I think they're four altogether. He faces a thousand years in freaking prison. But this isn't election interference. We mentioned the story I'm wearing Ryma about uh, you know Joe Biden's shady ass brother. You know uh, they're all shady. And uh, they were able to confirm that Biden himself was directly involved in some of these shady money laundering schemes with uh, with his brother James. And nothing's going to happen. Not, they're going to skate. Absolutely. And yet, Donald Trump is facing a thousand years in prison across, what, four states, I think, at this point? Ninety-one charges, I think, altogether? For... for doing nothing, for not breaking the law, for not breaking the law in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) What what has he done? Uh, But it doesn't matter anymore. I really am increasingly thinking this is all not just about keeping his ass out of power, keeping his ass out of the Oval Office, which certainly it is. I don't know what kind of a dumbass you have to be. I don't know what upper echelon dumbass, like you need to be an epic dumbass. You have to be dumber in your ass than most dumbasses to believe that all this stuff is real and it's warranted and he's that bad. Uh, Because a reasonable look at the facts of any of these cases, not just this case, the real estate case, but the January 6th case, the election interference case. The, the fact is, there is no freaking case in any of these situations. But he's facing a thousand years in jail. He's got to pay New York, the city of New York, uh, half a billion dollars just to begin to appeal the judge's ruling. Of course it's election interference, but I think more than that, I think it's provocative. I, I, I'm i sorry, I'm, I'm just hitting adolescence, so my voice is changing. Of course it's provocative. They're poking the bear. I don't know if they realize it or not. Well, maybe they do. How else? I mean, you, you are attempting to intentionally piss off a very, very large section of the population of this country with this stuff. Yes, yes, we want to keep them out of office. They're pulling out all the stops. They'll do anything. I think at some point they're just going to have to kill him. But they also don't seem to care that you and I know what's going on. That is provocative. That is the very definition of provocation. Look at what we're doing to your guy. We don't care what you think about it. You want to you tussle? What What do you want to do? You want to go rounds here? And, and, and I, I, I will say that I do believe they are underestimating that bear they're poking. $400 million the man has to pay before he can make an appeal, before he can submit his appeal case. Now, if you are a jackass and you vote Democrat and you pride yourself on your liberal politics and your progressive mind, why don't you call me up and tell me exactly why Donald Trump deserves to be in jail for a 1,000 years? I watched that grotesque documentary on Yolanda Saldivar uh, yesterday, last night. We did. Took one for the team. I'll tell you about that later. That chick's not, she shot Selena in the back and that chick's not facing a thousand years in jail. She might get out next year. I mean, these are such disturbing and surreal times. And what is most disturbing about all of this stuff with Donald Trump would be the amount of people who think this is great. Yeah. Take him down, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, rich white guy, you know, like that, you know, 400 mil, yeah, yeah, let's bankrupt that guy. He deserves it. Let's put him in jail. I don't like Donald Trump. He should be in jail. Well, fine. Uh, at some point, though, you know what? It's going to be your guy. At some point, it might be freaking you. Because you know what? If they can do this to an ex-president, as I said yesterday, you're a, you're a freaking flea, man. You're a freaking gnat. They can swat you without blinking an eye. But somebody, please, if you're out there listening to this show because you you secretly hate yourself and you enjoy pain, or you're just a freaking stupid, jive-ass Democrat, call me up and explain to me why you think this is a good thing. You explain to me why you think Donald Trump facing all of these charges, why he deserves to face these charges, and why you think this is a good thing for America. I'd love to freaking hear it. 210-599-5555. 210 599 For the rest of us, I think we all agree we are now officially living in a third-world asshole.
0: I don't know how else to describe it. Wow. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back 21 minutes after 9
1: talking about this... New York case with Donald Trump. He's got to pay $400 million before he can even appeal. Uh, what do you think? Here's Kent. Kent, how are you? Good
2: morning, Sean. Hey. Hey, I think it's a damn good idea. This will be the match that lights the fuse that should have been lit when Barack Obama got his socialist communist health care plan passed. Oh, God. Well. it's time to it, It's time to fundamentally take america back to where it used to be
1: well i think a lot and thanks for the call i think a lot of people are thinking that kent i think a lot of people are thinking hey man this is pretty upside down what's going on um just uh very briefly uh and i want to uh, james and don uh, today would have been kurt cobain's i believe 57th birthday we were both born in 1967 would he be 57 or 56 that would be 57 57 okay and Much like d- you
3: will be in November.
1: We we're, I've always... Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Don. You had to bring that hey, crap off, didn't it, you?
4: Math is not his strong suit, Don.
1: And there's a reason. Yeah. I don't want to know how old I am. Anyway, it, so yeah, I. we're the same age, so I always kind of tracked his, you know, his birthdays. And I'm obviously a huge Nirvana fan uh, from back in the day. But I, I have a, I, I'm have a little ticked off because driving into work today, I, I s- switched between Trey and, and Jack F.M., and they played the freaking Foo Fighters, man. I get, f- heard freaking Everlong driving in today. <laughs> freaking Everlong stuck in my head the whole freaking morning. It's a great song. I should be thinking about Kurt, and I'm thinking about Dave Grohl. I hate that song. I'm, not, I'm just not a – I'll tell you what it is. I'm not a fan of the Foo Fighters. I mean, I don't dislike – a, they're a great band. Dave Grohl is a great guy. He's more overexposed than Bono at this point, but, you know, he's Dave Grohl. I'll well, admit it, though he, he will. Thank, <laughs> to his credit, yeah. I mean, freaking Dave Grohl is everywhere now, mm-hmm. and I just—I was never—I didn't—I never found their music to be all that memorable. I mean, uh, you know, I, I just it, Nirvana. You're a Nirvana song. Nobody sounds like Nirvana except Nirvana. But you know, the Foo Fighters. I I just think their music's boring. I just I don't. I'm not a fan. But I I just hate the idea that I have a freaking... I have freaking Everlong stuck in my head when I should be thinking about Kurt. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. Right. I I think you'll be okay, though. Because you really can't
3: have one without the other. I
1: can't get the Foo Fighters out of my head. I am so sick of Dave Grohl.
3: And just just to stick it to you one more time, I can remember the first time I heard Smells Like Teen Spirit. And I remember not thinking a whole lot about the song... But I was thinking, man, that drummer's kicking ass.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm not listening. <laughs> oh, I can't hear you. Oh, <laughs> he was our second drummer, all right? He was a second stringer, all right? What even their first choice, dude? How's good though? How dare they play Foo Fighters at Jack FM on Kurt's birthday? How dare they? I'm walking down the hall, making a complaint. I'm just saying, I can't get that stupid. Su- now, in all honesty, it is the mark of a good song that it can get stuck in your head. Right. And I don't think it's a bad song. You, you just heard it too much. I, I had to play that crap new. Mm-hmm. I was doing the alt-rock radio back in our days when, foo, when the Foo's came along. I was like, ah, oh, uh, it's Nirvana's drummer. He's what, He's got a band? <laughs> 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 oh, boy. You know, and I, I, and I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, it, disturbed me. it disturbs me that I have this Foo Fighter song stuck in my head and I just can't get it out of my noggin. And it's Kurt Cobain's birthday. And something See, about, really something like about that runners. upsets me. Hmm? I think they're great. Well, I, I know, but you're well, a I music to them guy. All the time. You, you, you have a jukebox in your brain. Where you, you, you're, you're a music consumer. I've been listening to the same nine records for 30 years. <laughs> the, the only time I hear a non, you know, something I've always listened to is when you, yourself, Don, send me a CD. Right. Then I hear something different. But beyond that, I've been listening to the same nine records for 30 years. And I have to go through my day with the freaking Foo Finders caught in my brain. Thanks, Jack FM. Thank you so much.
3: Yeah, and I'm sure I hear what's going to happen when you when you march your, or when you go to march when you go down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't march,
1: by the way. Not <laughs> physically capable of marching. You're... Right.
3: The reaction's going to be something like this. Are you serious? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to say, hey, I'm Sean Rymer down the hall, and I don't want you guys playing Foo Fighters anymore. All right.
4: Don it is, I have spoken. You, n- you notice how I haven't said anything, Don. He hasn't. Right. That's how therapists make money. You just let them talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See how you are. Just let him go. <laughs> right. <laughs> you like the Foo Fighters because you're a drummer and you like good drumming. And you, James is telling me about how you know, he likes the drumming on the Foo Fighter songs when we all yeah, back. But Dave will tell you he's not a stellar drummer. He will say that. He describes himself as a very basic drummer. Yeah. I'm just sick of him. I'm sick of seeing his face. Yeah, there you go. Crank that up. Happy Here. birthday, Kurt. Get happy. Hope the universe is treating you well. <laughs> Get happy. Here's Nirvana. <laughs> we'll, be- <laughs> we'll be right back. Talk 550 KTSA. Oh, wait. But first, let me tell you about my friends at Stevens Roofing. <laughs> I but want wait, more Nirvana gone. bumper music for the rest of the day, all right? No laser, foo- laser, you foo- focused. You play- laser focused. Laser <laughs> focused. He is on it. I'm a professional. You play Foo Fighters, and there's going to be an email, all right? But I want to hear more Nirvana for the rest of the show.
3: <laughs> an email? I'm sending an email,
1: man. All caps. <laughs> all caps, baby. It's going to be loud. No more Foo Fighters. Blank the Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> news talk 550 ktsa fm 1071 everlong thank you james 938 get that everlong crap out of my head uh news talk 550 ktsa happy birthday courage uh 210 5555 i i'm gonna do something that i rarely do which is to tell you not to watch something um there's a, a new limited run series that premiered Sunday night on the Oxygen channel, uh, and uh, I, I watched. We watched it last night, and I, yeah, some I guess freakish curiosity, perhaps. I think that's kind of the whole selling point of this particular thing, the sideshow, uh, you know, aspect of it. But also, I, I wanted to watch it so I could talk about it on the radio. And to give you a little background here, um, I started my radio career in a place called Easton, Maryland, which is on Chesapeake Bay in Maryland, which is about as far as you can get from Tejano culture without going to freaking Mars, okay? (laughs) You're just really, you know, you're really disconnected from Tejano uh, and that whole culture. But uh, when I was a young jock, uh, I remember uh, the song "I Could Fall in Love with You" showing up on a blue card tape, which is what we played our uh, we called them currents back in them dar days, new songs. And I fell in love. And then I started playing "I Could uh, Fall" or "I Could uh, uh, Dreaming of You," and I fell in love. I just i that voice, just blown away, man. And I and I uh, I was t- thinking about this last night that. You know, I was kind of late to the game as far as CD players. I got a CD player, my first CD player in, what, 93, 94, something like that. And I I ripped off Columbia, you know, where you send them a nickel and they send you 20 CDs. (laughs) I think I still owe them money. But one of the very first CDs I bought in my life was Dreaming of You. Uh, Again, not trying to pretend that I knew anything about Tejano or anything about that culture because I didn't. Uh, But I fell in love with Selena. I just absolutely did. That's the most amazing voice I've ever heard in my life. And I've been a fan ever since. And uh, imagine being a guy not connected to South Texas and Corpus and San Antonio, uh, but loving this person's music and then coming to live here and i'm interacting with people who knew her who worked with her or have have great memories of her and there's just a reverence here which is well deserved my family unit goes down to corpus and where the statue is the gazebo there that's hallowed ground man big old fan so so we we did we watched it last night the the yolanda saldivar documentary Uh, where she's still in jail and she's giving her side of things. Uh, They have a couple of family members there uh, sitting around a table with all this supposed evidence talking about how she's been misrepresented and people don't understand what she was going through and Abraham was threatening her and cutting her brake lines and all that crap. Uh, And I suffered through it. We suffered through it. And we all sort of had the same reaction. That This is grotesque, well, moreover, her probation date comes up next year in March, so she 's got a little over a year to make her case for why Yolanda Saldavar should be released from prison and uh that 's all this thing is that this stock they they got the the old prosecutor there uh, from the ca- the original case they got a guy who wrote a book about Selena that 's there. Uh, And they're providing at least a little balance to to, you know, there's no evidence for anything she's claiming. And she claims a lot and her family claims a lot. And there's just something really grotesque about it. I was nauseated. Uh, And we were sitting there watching it and talking And every time Yolanda would say something that was self-aggrandizing or absolved her to some extent of her responsibility, we would just say, yeah, and then he shot her in the back. Oh, I love Selena. Yeah, and then he shot her in the back. Oh, I would never hurt her. Yeah, then he shot her in the back. Uh, Don't watch it. Let me be the guy who sacrificed two freaking hours of my existence to watch that piece of crap documentary. I, I'm sure a lot of people have already watched it, but it, it is plainly one-sided, and it is it is plainly about getting her paroled from prison, and she's an evil piece of crap, sociopath at best. So, Probably
3: the most hated person in Texas well, since Santa Ana.
1: Yeah, yeah, Santa Ana <laughs> and Yolanda Saldivar both yeah. deservedly so. And I would say, sweetheart, you, you know, thank Jesus every day of your life that you're in prison. Cause you let that chick out, <laughs> she's gonna have to go live on Mars, man. So I it's disgusting, it's grotesque, it's a freak show, and I I I really regret that I watched it, honestly. But I did. And now I can tell you guys. But James, what are you thinking about all this?
4: No, uh, just my cousin was Selena's publicist. Oh. So it's, it's always not a tough subject. Right. But I think of him, and, you know, I, I know her widower, uh, right. Chris Pettis. And I just, mm. it always just makes me think of the people that missed out on all these years with her and how us fans missed out yeah. on a buttload of music. I mean, she was, did the rodeo in Houston, and it was like, in, in no time, she got that big.
1: Right. I don't know. It was I, fast, right?
4: Yes, yeah, it was it was a big fast moving uh, train of talent and celebrity.
1: Yeah and, and I, you know, I'm I'm watching this with my daughter. My daughter's 22. And like by the time she was my daughter's age, she was a phenomenon. I mean, she just had an amazing she started what when she was 6?
4: Yeah. I believe. Yeah, they had the family band.
1: And I don't want to get into You know some of the stuff that you know you people talk about as far as family stuff. I don't want to get into that. But I, I just I was and am an incredible fan. And James, for you especially with a personal connection, I know you're not going to watch it. But I mean, no, yeah, it's disgusting. It really is disgusting. And again, it was a two-hour commercial for why that evil piece of crap should be left out of jail. I don't even or let like, out of jail.
4: I don't even like watching the movie, up, only up until a certain point,
1: right? And then, yeah. I, and
4: then I quit watching the movie.
1: Yeah, I, I. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely out there with a public service service, if you will. Don't watch it. Don't give them your your viewership. It's it's freaking grotesque. And God bless Selena, man. Huge fan. Yeah, I. The whole thing is bizarre.
3: <laughs> that she would is. put this out.
1: That that our people would put this out. That anybody would think it's a good idea. 30 years ago. Well, that's the thing, okay? (laughs) They they claim that, you know, her sister or whatever had this stuff, all these boxes of crap for 25 years. Mm -hmm. Well, where the hell was it 25 years ago? And anybody who was a part of this case is saying there's absolutely no evidence for anything she's saying. In fact, most most of the stuff she's claiming doesn't even make logical sense, which it doesn't. We watched it last night she contradicted herself like half a dozen times yeah so it's not worth it you know you you you'll do better to just pop a Selena CD in your car and drive around and check out just listen to that voice and embrace her music and her gift and uh, and just leave that piece of crap documentary alone
0: the 2024 race for the White House
5: were for the law of the land News
0: saw 550 KTSA and FM 107.1. <laughs>
1: yeah, man. New stock five fifty KTSA FM one oh seven one nine fifty two. Talking about the Yolanda Sound of our uh, documentary. again it's a testament to the talent and reach of Selena that <laughs> she could you know, that a a skinny norwegian punk in in maryland <laughs> playing <laughs> michael bolton songs <laughs> nicknamed rhyma beans nicknamed rhyma beans would would fall in love with her man you know uh, that in and of itself tells you something here's trucker mike how you doing
2: mike yeah yeah how you doing um how you doing today doing good, yeah man. i'm not gonna talk about uh selena but um Hey, hey! listen, Sean, I want to uh, listen to tell you how popular Donald Trump is. Maybe you can get your guy to check on this story. Um, the other guy did something about it yesterday. Uh, Donald Trump, over the weekend, I watched him on television. He was in a place, he was in Philadelphia at a thing called Sneaker Fest. Donald Trump got his own <laughs> shoes. Now, he got his own shoes uh, that are gold. It's with a Donald Trump name on it. He's selling them for $400. Those shoes have already sold out. Just to show you how popular Donald Trump is, those shoes store sold out in less than 24 hours. Yeah. Now, this listen, little listen Leticia James piece of garbage up there in New York. This woman here. I want you to, if your man, uh, your sound guy, see if you can find the sound of this. After the ruling was made on Donald Trump, you should have heard how evil that that woman Leticia James sounded. Uh, after we're talking about the payment, she said that Donald Trump will pay this money, this 500 or 400 million dollars. And every day he doesn't pay, will interest will be charged yeah. to Donald Trump until he pays his money. This woman here gets enjoyment out of it. She's a liar. Uh, she ran on the campaign in New York saying that she was going to end Donald Trump, that she was going to take his money or either put him in jail. This is a total insult. And uh, anybody, all the businesses are pulling out of New York. Donald Trump has told people to do so. Anybody that has any business in New York ought to pull everything out because this is an insult to Donald Trump. And this is not the legal way to do it the It's only, an insult this
1: is the case, to Americans. Only, yeah
2: this is the, yeah this is the only case in history where a man has to pay the whole money amount of money before he can get an appeal. Donald Trump had to pay over 500 million dollars, half a billion dollars before he can even appeal this bogus charge against him. So I, uh, so it's just the same that they're trying to railroad Donald Trump and I and I hope that it just drives more and more people to go out and vote for Donald Trump in November and I thank you for taking my call.
1: Thank you Mike, appreciate it man. Be safe out there. Yeah, he's got to pay the interest on that.
2: Before he, can, he before he can make an appeal.
1: It's never happened before. I mentioned mentioned this a little while ago. If if you can tell me why this is a good thing for America, if you can tell me and explain to me in some kind of logical way why doing this to a who yeah, ex-president but also a private citizen. If you can explain to me how this crap is good for America, I'd love to hear it, man. Letitia James is a piece of crap, man. This judge is a piece of crap. They're all and, and and what I can't stand is the smarminess, more than anything. And, and it's not just the, the players in the case, but it's people on freaking Facebook who put out their little, you know, cartoons, dancing in joy, you know, with everything that happens to Donald Trump because he's bad. Hokel out there yesterday, we're only going to do it to him. You can still invest in New York. The hell you can. The hell they will. These are big money people. (laughs) They're not going to fart around with a city that's going to go after a guy like Trump in this way to the tune of, you know, millions upon hundreds of millions of dollars.
4: They're going to take that business like you're talking about and say, you know what? It's not worth it to make the profit we're making in New York. Let's just move this stuff down to no state income tax states.
1: Texas. Florida. Boom. Boom. You're going to drive investors to our states. Well done. <laughs> well done. I just, you know, what what gets me, and I, I mentioned this a little while ago, is just how little they appear to care that we know what's going on. If there's been a sea change, if there's been something that's a little different, dynamically speaking, these days, then... Uh, the usual business with democrats and politics in the swamp okay before in times past or times previous at least they made some kind of freaking attempt to cover their tracks or to not make it so freaking obvious even joe biden funneled all his chinese money through (laughs) however many llc's but at this point they're they're laughing at us at this point And it's not just about the legal cases against Donald Trump. It's the border. It's all of it. At this point, they're doing it while laughing in our faces. Effectively, they're all giving us the middle finger, like those punks who beat up those uh, two NYPD officers a few weeks ago did. It's one big, fat middle finger to you and me. Not to mention, as we always say, if they can do it to Trump, they can certainly do it to you, whatever it may be. Yeah, if you're a big money person, I don't know why you didn't. why would you invest in New York City? They'll be taken off quicker than folks were taken off out of San Antonio. And Ron was talking about <laughs> about shutting down Chick fil A at the airport. Why would you invest in New York City, given what just happened? He's got to pay the four or five billion, hundred million dollars before he can offer an appeal. Where does that happen? answer nowhere <laughs> it's never happened before ever it's just trump so i you know i don't know what's going to happen we'll, we'll see how this plays out we'll be right back news talk 550 ktsa
0: sean rima nine till eleven News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA,
1: FM 1071. I'm Sean. Welcome to the second hour of the show. It's no longer Monday. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Even as we speak, the U.N. Security Council is uh, debating a resolution. Well, I don't, I don't, actually, I don't I'm talking out of my butt. I don't know if they're actually dealing with this resolution as of yet but it it has been reported that this resolution uh, will be discussed today or offered up from our government. In fact, from our freaking president, Joe Biden. Uh, This resolution, this is all according to Reuters, this this, uh, resolution would impose a temporary ceasefire on Israel. Well, they, they want to go into a place called Rafah. They, they pretty much decimated uh, Hamas throughout Gaza. And there's, I guess, one last stronghold in a place called Rafah. And they want to roll into Rafah. They're trying to destroy a terrorist organization. A terrorist organization of a bunch of fundamentalist, whack-job Islamic weirdos who think it is the will of god who believe absolutely it's the will of the, god, the will of god to kill people rape women torture children which they did in Gaza on october 7th uh they figure the israelis figure that if they go into rafa and and do away with hamas or or you know bring them to heal as it were destroy them that uh this will go a long way to to bringing if you will, peace in that region, killing the bad guys. Uh, the Biden administration uh, believes that's a bad idea, uh, that a a ceasefire is needed to achieve eventually a two-state uh, deal. Uh, and uh, they believe the Israel- those nasty, genocidal Israelis rolling into Rafah uh, and this, according to Reuters, uh, would result in further harm to civilians and their further displacement, including potentially into neighboring countries. Well, sucks for them, you know, I they, 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 maybe they should have done something about Hamas a long time ago then. Uh, you, know, you know, this is our greatest ally. I mean, uh, the U.K., France, what have you, but the Israelis are arguably not only our closest ally. I'm not a geopolitical expert, but I, I would submit to you, given what we're seeing going on in Europe and in the U.K., U.K. is, is imploding with under the weight of illegal immigration and the globalists and all that happy crap. That the last bastions, if you will of and I, the 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 d word i'm I'm sick of you know jackasses on the left tossing around democracy like they know something about it or or that we are even a democracy Israel and the u s are the last bastions of human freedom on this planet, total human freedom or or as much individual rights as you can be afforded while still living in a society. And we're turning on Israel. Now, it's been the policy, not the stated policy, of course, of this country since October 7th, uh, that we stand with Israel. But what are our actions? Anthony Blinken's been in that area uh, a number of times. He's been jetting around talking about, you know, two-state solution, two-state solution, two-state solution, can't let things get out of hand with Israel. Don't be don't be meanie heads and uh, roll in there and start, you know, really upsetting people. Despite what happened on October 7th. That's been the actions. That's been the active policy of this government. And if this is true, if Reuters is correct, and we're going to take a resolution to the UN Security Council that essentially, in my opinion, takes the side of Hamas over our closest ally. Well, that's just great, man. <laughs> I you know I I am I'm, I'm the 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 Jew hatred that I am seeing with my own eyeballs at this particular juncture in in his, in world history is it it just takes your breath away. It really really we it really didn't take us that long to forget the death camps, did it? Handful of decades, man. And it's all become, it's all been rendered. The lesson of World War Two, the lesson of the Nazis, the lesson of the Holocaust, the lesson of the death camps. Well, it's already been forgotten. Apparently, I mean, holy crap! They have an Amy Winehouse statue in the, in, in Great Britain somewhere in the UK, and some jackass put a Palestinian flag sticker over her Star of David. There's a star. She wears a Star of David necklace, and some jackalope put a palestinian sticker on it um uh, yeah it's beyond comprehension what's going on so i i I, we we seriously need a a change of leadership in this country this coming year And, and not just for us you know how we talk about the border in texas and God bless Greg Abbott, he's, he's going to put a military base for the National Guard on the Texas border at Eagle Pass. He's going to put up more border wall. And we were talking yesterday about how it, it, you have all these other governors who are sending resources to Greg Abbott. Why? Because it ain't just about Texas. Texas may be the keystone, but it's not all about. It's about saving our country. It, it, it's, it, you, could exp, you could kind of expand that with our nonsense and our, frankly, treacherous in regards to our relationship with Israel, our policies that are supportive of Hamas and Iran against the last holdout of personal human freedom in that part of the world. If Israel, it's kind of like Texas, if Israel falls, democracy itself, I'm using that word loosely. I prefer the word freedom, but it's over. You know, we're, we're it. Israel and us, we're pretty much it at this point. And uh, watching the actions of our government and our Secretary of State, who, who is the face and voice of American policy around the globe, and it's been two-state solution, two-state solution, two-state solution. Oh, you, 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 Israel, Israelis. I know we know you're upset. But, man, you got to restrain yourselves. Why? Why does Israel, why do they have to restrain themselves? Did, did anybody restrain themselves on October 7th? Did Iran, did Hamas? Uh, we, we now know uh, that uh, a lot of folks who actually work for the UN uh, were actively participating on October 7th. What about their restraint? did did we see anything resembling restraint and have we seen anything resembling restraint on the part of the bad guys since the situation took place or the situation unfolded on October 7th have we ever in regards to hamas and iran their their backers and and uh, the fundamentalist islamic world the terror, the world of terrorism have have we seen anything resembling moral restraint on their end i would submit no in fact quite the opposite when you're gang raping children in a freaking tunnel you're not exactly displaying human restraint my personal opinion and again i'm not a geopolitical expert but i think israel should have done everything they had to do within 72 hours Give them two days. Get as many people out as you possibly can. And frankly, look, they're still getting people out. You got a couple of people released, I think, about a week ago. They're still trying. They're you know to do the job of destroying a terrorist network, bankrolled by not only Iran but us to a certain extent. They're attempting to do away with that terrorist network while also protecting lives as best they can. But again, we now know, not only did you have employees of this, uh, I, I can't remember the, the actual name of the council or the wing of the UN that deals with Middle East affairs and deals with uh, with uh, Syria and Iran and all those folks. Uh, actively participating in the atrocities of October 7th, but we're also finding out now that some ordinary Palestinians just jumped in on the party. Israel needs to do what Israel needs to do. We have no place in it as far as telling them what they should do or trying to force them to do something via the U.N. It's it's bizarre. It, it's troubling. It's disturbing as hell. And the fact of the matter is, women and children and men, people are still being abused and murdered and raped and tortured in whatever uh, locations in that area Israel hasn't been able to get to. But, again, you know, human torture and pain and murder and all that stuff, it doesn't really matter much to this particular administration, does it? I mean, our own border, once again, is, is an example of, of their callousness towards the suffering of other human beings. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out at the U.N. Security Council. We'll see what Israel's reaction to this is going to be. But uh, if you have any thoughts, give us a ring. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA.
0: Coming up, more of the electrifying commentary and spot-on opinions you count on us for. This is the Sean Reimer Show. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 107.1.
1: 22 minutes after 10. Happy birthday, Kurt Cobain. Hope the universe is treating you well, buddy. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 107.1. His daughter is married to Tony Hawk's kid. <laughs> is that like not a marriage of two great royal houses of grunge, you know what I mean, coming together? Let's marry these two family trees together, man.
4: Every kid that wears Vans shoes was all excited. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, yeah, man. Like yeah. Our entire freaking youth is right there in one marriage.
5: Tony Hawk, man.
1: <laughs> Here's Jeff. Jeff, how you doing, man?
5: Yeah, I'm doing good. Hey, I think uh, Israel should just uh, take the uh, you know resolution under advisement and say, you know what, uh, we like what you did in Afghanistan, but we're kind of going to go our own way here and finish what we started because uh, <laughs> Biden and the UN are they're so, so feckless. I mean, I know Israel needs the money from us, but uh, you know, there's still American hostages there. You know, there, we're, there we're,
1: are we're, American hostages there. Exactly. Get him out and blow everybody else up. (laughs) That's the way I look at it.
5: Exactly. Go go the the, the Nagasaki route. You know what? Unconditional surrender, or or, or, you know, and here's how long you have to get out, or you know, here's here's what's going to
2: happen to you. Think
1: about what you just. We do have Americans still there. Our government is going to the UN Security Council, saying to Israel essentially, "Don't hurt any more Palestinians," while they have American hostages. So what are their priorities? The priorities of our own government sure as hell ain't Americans. Sure as hell ain't Israel. Uh, Madness. All right, thanks for the call. 210-599-5555. Yeah, I'm going to talk about something kind of stupid real quick, and then we'll get back to the hard news of the day. Something really kind of creepy and cool happened the other day. I have a family member. I'm not going to tell you who. She looks a lot like my wife, but she, uh, she went to the HEB the other day. And somebody left something on her windshield now, in my part of the world people talk a lot. we had a lot of weird crap happen in parking lots, so people, especially women, are being told somebody leaves something on your windshield under the windshield wiper there don't don't look at it then right go and drive away and it's some kind of way that they you know look for you or. Try to follow you or some way by doing that, right? It's a thing that people right. do, right? The bad like guys standing do.
3: there looking at whatever it was under your windshield, and then
1: they just come up to you and you do whatever. Right. So my wife, wa- well, somebody who looks a lot like my wife, right, and drives a vehicle that doesn't look anything like my wife's vehicle, at <laughs> uh, so the HEB, and she comes out, and there's a piece of torn cardboard on her windshield under the windshield wiper. Now, of course, this person who was not my wife but looks a lot like my wife uh, did what. On the, took the advice and drove home and then took the piece of cardboard from underneath the, the windshield wiper and took a look at it. Somebody had written in ballpoint pen Sean Rules. Now, my, this person has a Sean Rymo bumper sticker on her car. Mm. Sean Rules. Two exclamation points. Someone saw that damn bumper sticker, found a piece of cardboard and a ballpoint pen right? and wrote on it, Sean Rules, with two exclamation points. And I don't know who you are, but you freaking rock, man. Did they spell your name correctly? They spelled it correctly, S-E-A-N, even though it's not the legal spelling. But yeah, yeah, it's a whole other story. So now, but also, it's given me something to say to my wife when she starts getting on my case about something.
2: Don't
4: you bring that up? Do Don't you? you have something better to do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I rule. I rule, baby. That's right, baby. I rule. It Sean rules from now on. Okay, baby. I it's all do about the, the rhyme, of man. That's right, cause I rule, man. Yeah, I rule. And I'll tell you what, I'll get to them dishes when I damn well feel like it, because I rule around here. Sean rules, man.
4: And call me Keith.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you, I don't care what you call me as long as you call me king, because I rule, man. You refer to me from this point
3: on as ruler of the House of Rhyme. Ruler. That's
1: me. I am, I am the de facto mayor of New Gilbo Road. I rule, man. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool. It was kind of a cool little thing that happened. Creepy, yes, but cool, too. Right. I have, you, rule.
4: have you seen this man's
1: apron? <laughs> have you seen the way I'm dressed today? Today, my ensemble uh, uh, features my hernia mesh uh, brace. I'm actually wearing one of those, you know, wrap around things to keep your guts from falling out. Right. I'm wearing one of those. Is it under my shirt? No, it's there for everyone to see because it's itchy. Okay, but I still rule. I rule even in Crocs and wearing a hernia mesh brace. All right, that's who I am. That's who I am, baby. I rule, okay? I'm so cool people leave n- messages on, on on people's cars that say I rule, just so you know.
3: You know, only you would use something like that as an ego boost. Damn right. If it were me, I'd be scared. <laughs> you'd be scared. You'd be freaked out. <laughs>
1: what the hell? <laughs> oh, that was kind of cool. <laughs> Alex, I rule. I rule. Speak! <laughs> Your rumor has spoken. You must speak up. Okay. Well, I guess I, I trust that. I trust that. Um, Don't. I wouldn't. <laughs> okay, okay. Just no, because I mean, uh, it's on a
3: piece of cardboard doesn't mean it's true. I mean, somebody did
1: that. Somebody went and found a piece of cardboard to write that on. it Man, I thought that was kind of cool. Man, it wasn't yeah. a stick-it note. You know, oh, it was. Man. It wasn't an advertisement for a new car wash with Sean rules written on it. Okay. It was just a piece of cardboard. <laughs> oh, wait, man, if I, gonna, ever, if I, ever, came, if I got, ever came across you again, I'd probably just shake your hand, man. <laughs> that's cool. That's better. That's no, quite as yeah. creepy. Oh, my wife just sent me a text. Uh let's see. Not happening punk ass. <laughs> Three exclamation points. Punk ass is capitalized. We all, I love you, baby. Do, I, roll. I roll. All right, thanks, man. I gotta run two one zero five. Nine, nine. That was a brief reign by ruler <laughs> Rima. I don't rule His nothing. power usurped. I, I don't <laughs> there's been a coup <laughs> against my my reign. Insurrection. Insurrection! Insurrection! You my wife's an insurrectionist. She's a cool plotter. I'm gonna get her put. Throw, I'm gonna get her thrown in jail in Washington D.C. for inspiring an insurrection. Two <laughs> one, <laughs> My wife's an insurrectionist. That cracks me up, man. 210-599-5555. five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break at Sean on Newstalk Five Fifty KTSa. And we're back. Uh, Newstalk Five Fifty KTSa uh, FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean ten thirty eight on a Tuesday. A Tuesday. Tone lines are open two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I rule. Um, a couple of stories here. I'm going to hit quick that I wanted wanted to mention. Um, first off, you know everything's race these days. You know you you can't you, you can't fart without hitting some sort of you know running into some sort of racial debate about something. You know we we were talking yesterday about how you know with with the shooters in the Kansas City Super Bowl parade. Governor, one of the governors, I think, forget who, governor of whatever state, called them thugs, and you can't, you can't call young black men thugs, because it's a dog whistle, right? We hear that kind of race crap all the time. We you know, politicians who are, you know, a little concerned about the upcoming election, as far as the black vote, will start running their traps about reparations. You see this stuff all over the place. Race is all over the place the race debate, or it's not really a debate. Uh, Bullcrap about race is is just everywhere you turn these days in this country, but uh, as far as blacks and how they're living in America, the African-American community, they're having a hard time of it for a number of reasons. First off, and you can look up any study you want to over the past 30 years, and you will see information data that says very unmistakably that the one community in this country... That suffers more as a result of illegal immigration would be African Americans. Um, there's something that's going on in Boston, in the Roxbury suburb of Boston, which I th- I haven't been to Boston since I was a little kid, but it's South Boston, and anybody on the East Coast knows that South Boston is kind of kind of rough and tumble, man. <laughs> The the mob gang that uh, Whitey Bulger ran out of that area, they're called the Southeast. I mean, it's it's a tough, tough part of town. Largely populated right now by low-income, poor blacks. Uh, well, they have a community center in Roxbury, the Roxbury neighborhood, that largely services, if you will, black kids. Poor black kids. Uh, and for for poor black kids or anybody in, in such a neighborhood that, you know, is facing some pretty steep obstacles in their life just by virtue of the place they were born in, a community center where you can go and, and, and learn how to play baseball, you can go and have activities and there are clubs, you know, it, 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 mentor programs, things of that nature. You know, for a poor black kid growing up in a place like Roxbury, that community center may make all the difference in the world to you, not only in your life as a little kid, but what path you pursue after that. I mean, we've all heard the stories over the years about how uh, someone, uh, you know, was mentored by someone uh, at a community center, and it made all the difference in the world to them. When it comes down to the very real world choice that a lot of these young people have, which is, I either got to get out of here, make something of myself, or I'm going to join a gang, or I'm going to, you know, whatever. It's an opportunity. It's 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 something to connect with uh, uh, in these crappy neighborhoods, these low income neighborhoods that again might just be might make all the difference in the world to a young black kid. Okay to have this community center and what it provides in the community and the activities and the clubs and the mentorship that it provides. And in the Roxbury neighborhood of Boston, uh, well, they had to shut down the community center so that illegals could sleep there. It's now a housing center for illegals. Illegal aliens. Migrants. And so in a very liberal place like Boston... And a very liberal suburb of Boston, uh, they shoved a bunch of poor black kids out of their own community center to house a bunch of illegals. But th- these are the people who are fighting for the black man. These are the people who are allies in the great race debate here in America. Yeah. The, the Liberal elitists. But those pesky black kids, we got migrants to house, man. Y'all are going to have to shuffle off. You need some community, go join a gang. <laughs> you need some resources for your life, go rob a liquor store. We got migrants to house here. You know, it's freaking absurd, man. It, yeah, it, it really is. The other story that I saw, and I, I'm going to throw this by you and you can comment, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Oh, Mike Parson of, uh, of Missouri, I was going to note from Don Morgan, who had called those kids, or those young people who were doing the shoot 'em up at the parade, thugs. Um, I, this story is disturbing as hell. Uh, I don't know how you feel about, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of AI. I'm really not. I, I think it's creepy and weird. <laughs> and I think it's going to ultimately dominate our lives in a very short amount of time. Uh, Again, but you you have liberals uh, who, you know, want your guns taken away. And your your gun rights, the Second Amendment, uh, no, that's that's not appropriate anymore. And, you know, Americans are too stupid and and hot-tempered to own weapons to defend themselves. We can't stop these mass shootings until we disarm all Americans. Those people, the gun grabbers, as we call them, they have a new tactic they're using to petition Congress because that's that's Congress is the only entity on the planet that can stop mass shootings in America. Apparently, uh, they're doing something now, which I just find really disturbing. They're the, the, now the, the, this would be the choice of the parents of young people who have lost their lives to gun violence, but they're using AI to recreate. Their lost loved ones to petition Congress for additional gun legislation. So, a congressman will get a call from a child or a young person who will say, I was killed by, you know, because of a gun in this city, and I'd be alive today if not for uh, gun violence, and I'm imploring you to pass legislation to somehow stop that. The the voices of dead kids regenerated by AI. I know it's the parents who are doing this, but I find that sick. I just, the the whole AI trip, uh, whether it's in regards to gun legislation or just in general, this idea of, re, of bringing dead people back to life. I got to be honest with you. I just find that sick and weird and disturbing. <laughs> I really, really do. And I I'm not gonna talk for parents who have lost a kid in that way or parents who have lost a kid in any way. So I, I don't know what that's like. I, I feel blessed I don't know what that's like. But I just something about this just feels really weird and dark and wrong. Here's Alex, loud Alex. Alex, how you doing, man? Hey. What's going on? Right. Hey.
5: We'll start we'll start out with you know, two names blast from the past: Goebbels and his buddy, you know, Göring, and pretty much the whole Nazi cabinet would really be proud of what they have wrought. Oh yeah, to America today. You
1: know, are you talking about the, the UN U.S. Security yeah. Council, the resolution about the ceasefire, or just in general?
5: Oh, well, I'll be general in general yeah. and all of it, and that's yeah, that's a detail in it. And, and you just kind of t- touched on it, too, with these parents that are willing to use their kids, okay, I, dead voices yeah. to make a point. How sick are you?
1: I just find that really disturbing, man. I really do. I do.
5: Well, what it boils down to is, is these people have been so brainwashed, okay, right. to believe this crap that they would do something like that. These are the same people, you know, that would allow their kids to have their genitals cut off.
1: More than and likely. breast removed. Right.
5: And, oh, they're okay with it. Oh, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. if you got a gun, oh, my God, I'm not coming to Thanksgiving dinner at your
1: house. <laughs> Fair point.
5: It's insanity.
1: We are living in crazy-ass times, man. Crazy-ass times.
5: Uh, I'm
1: on the way to you, Valde. I hope I make it. All right, right, brother. Thanks (laughs) for the call, man. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. The 2024
0: race for the White House. Chaka-chaka-chip. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071.
1: Yeah, and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. James has some audio we're going to play. John Stewart has come back to the, to the Daily Show, but he's, he's only doing Tuesdays. Or is it Mondays? Mondays? Yeah, Monday. Which is kind of odd. <laughs> I mean, that's it's kind of an odd scheduling choice or programming well, choice. Well, he's
4: probably getting paid for five days a week for working oh, one day a week. You know he is. No, yeah. it's,
1: I'm sure it's working out well for John. <laughs> yeah, And I'm not anti-John Stewart. I never watched the show but he is very funny and very smart and uh in his post daily show years he, he's you know, the 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 folks who who got really really sick as a result of the, the uh the twin towers uh he's he's uh, uh pushing for you know care and money for those folks resources for those folks
4: the vets he sticks, up, vets, for he sticks vets up for vets he
1: sticks up for the vets a lot uh you know, he I, I like kind of uh who he was during COVID. He, he's a guy like Bill Maher that he doesn't just, you know, carry the water, you know. he's just not reading the talking points. So I, I gotta I, I never watch the show, but you know, uh he he's back on Mondays and James, this is audio of him talking about returning to the daily show
4: no about him catching some backlash for calling biden out for being mentally
5: unfit
1: oh he was being critical of joe biden yes bad move john here we go
5: (laughs) quite frankly the response to the first show last monday was universally glowing John Stewart is facing massive
1: backlash from Democrats over his comments about Joe Biden. Oberman tweeted, well, after nine years away, there's nothing else to say to the both-sidest fraud John Stewart bashing Biden except, please make it another nine years. Christy Jackson tweeted, sorry, but I won't be watching you either. Uh, okay. Maybe not universal. <laughs> but that was on Twitter on Twitter gets
5: a backlash. I've seen Twitter tell labradoodles to go f*** themselves. <laughs> labradoodles. I just think it's better to deal head on with what's an apparent issue
1: to people. I mean, we're just, we're just talking here. And Mary Trump tweeting, not only is Stewart's both sides are the same rhetoric not funny, it's a potential disaster for democracy. It's
5: one f- show! It was just one f- show! It was 20 minutes! I get 20 minutes of one f- Joe,
1: but I guess as the famous saying goes, democracy dies in discussion. <laughs> That's brilliant. Democracy dies in discussion.
4: Well, good on him, man. You can't push John Stewart
1: around. He has no. fu money. He does, and he's got an fu attitude too, which yeah. I, I've always admired about him.
3: Well, and that's the thing. He's one of those people that even if you don't agree with him uh, from his standpoint, you have to admire the fact that he is incredibly smart
1: oh, and yeah. very witty. Oh, very know? funny! Love it. Yeah, he is a very funny guy. He is. I remember what? What the hell was? I remember when he during COVID. What was that big story? The big thing that he said. Uh, the, I think it was on one of the night shows or something. Where I forget what they were talking. Oh, they were they were the va- talking about the, the vaccine. The, the va- or They were talking about the uh, the the coronavirus coming out of China and i think it was you know people were acting like it's racist to call it a chinese virus and he, he made the point that um you know if i'm in pennsylvania and i'm experiencing some chocolatey goodness it probably came out of hershey you know it was something like that you know like, <laughs> am i being a jerk because i call out hershey pennsylvania for all the chocolate they well that's where the chocolate comes from you know, I I, I do. I, I I'm still not a guy that's going to sit and watch him every day if he was on every day. But he is a very smart guy. And he's very funny, and he's done a lot for the vets and the the folks, the first responders out of 911. Uh, and
3: you know, good on him, man. There was a time, and Jimmy, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on this, but there was a time that at one point people would in, in a poll, people said they got more of their news content from
1: him yes. than, <laughs> than they did than they
3: did the evening news on any of the networks. That's true. You're absolutely You're right.
1: right. Yeah. Well, the guy actually in his monologues would put a lot of content out there. Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, I I never, like I said, I never watched The Daily Show. I don't know if that was primarily because I didn't like it or I it was just inconvenience or I just didn't feel like it or whatever. Couldn't afford cable? Couldn't afford cable. As yeah, as I'm in be. radio. There yeah. were different times where that was true. <laughs> hey, let's watch another DVD tonight. Um <laughs> But, you know, I've always admired his humor, like you said, his humor and his his intelligence. Because, you know, a lot of these people, even some of the people that satellited out, you know, from from his show, like uh, Colbert and and all those guys, are not nearly as funny and smart as he is. Uh, And he's been around a long time. God, have you seen him lately? He's old oh, man well, he's, gonna be, he's gonna be like 60 or something is he hit is he we're all pushing 60 here yeah he's close to it oh, except for you trey you're already there <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> sorry <laughs> just want to see if he's listening I... <laughs> tune in tomorrow for where and jimmy where and jimmy right
3: yeah
1: all right that's it thank you james <laughs> thanks a lot don morgan i a good brother trey where a new stock 550 KTSA. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.
5: I've seen Twitter tell Labradoodles to go f-
1: themselves. <laughs>